Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. Struggle Create Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we are joined by 16-year-old Amy Cuthbertson. I am amazed, obviously, by the fact that Amy chose to come on here, reached out, and was willing to even speak up at age 16. I know when I was 16 and most 16 year olds aren't looking to take this form of step. I've had some couple other people that were as young as Amy on the podcast before and it always, always amazes me the fact that these people have such courage to speak up and share their stories. Amy's story is incredible to say the least and you'll see exactly why I say that. She. For only being 16, she has encountered a hell of a lot. She's attempted suicide. She's had to be hospitalized for a full week. And that is a story in its own. And I'm not going to take away from it. You have to listen to the podcast for that one. But the fact that she is here today and she's sharing her story speaks volumes. And it really does prove that if she can be here and share her story, and she can step up and embrace her story and is continuing to embrace her story and plans on embracing it moving forward and really plans on making a big, big bang in the mental health world and community and especially in the advocating part of it all, I think that you can as well. I think that we all can. I think that we should all do our part and never shy away from sharing our stories because as this podcast proves and as everyone else kind of proves as well, these stories make a difference and it helps save people's lives. And I highly encourage you to step up and share your story today and even just tell somebody about the things that you're going through. Start to normalize the topic of mental health within your own environment. Start to normalize it within every environment that you put yourself in because this is what's going to make a difference. And even just sharing the podcast, sharing all the stories that leads to normalizing the topic of mental health in its entirety as well. So please do continue doing that. And if you do share struggle, create strength stories or other people's personal stories, be sure to tag struggle, create strength as again, it drives more people to the podcast, which then helps more people. And that's what we're all about. That's what we're trying to do. So now it's not going to take any more away from Amy's story, but I hope I hope you can listen to it and reach out to her at the end of it all because, again, like I said, she is spectacular. How are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Really good. Yeah. And well, first and foremost, welcome to the Struggle Create Strength (laughs) podcast. And thank you for reaching out and willing to come on and share your story, share every last bit about yourself, basically. It's, It's incredible. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course, of course. And I was even thinking about this today and it's something that I wanted to even just address. Like, and I guess for the people that will be listening, you're like, you're 16 years old. And for you to come on this podcast and share basically the most vulnerable side of yourself is remarkable and it's like I I was thinking about it today and I was like I have to that's the first way I have to start the podcast (laughs) is address that because 
it's crazy and it's amazing. And I even, I took myself back to when I was 16 and I was nowhere near where you are and not half as strong. And that's, that's what blows me away is just seeing people such as yourself and at such a young age, really, really pushing to normalize the topic of mental health and, and just being you and embracing you and embracing the struggles that you have. Like it's, it's incredible. So I, I really do thank you for that. I mean, I feel like it's better to like have that sense of yourself when you're way younger. Cause I feel like that will be way, way more helpful in life to find yourself first. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. And even just give us or give everyone kind of a little bit of a, a background about yourself and kind of who you are. And <laughs> um, Well, as you said, I'm 16. I'm 16. Um, I grew up with uh, just my mom and I, my dad ended up just separating from my parents. My parents ended up separating when I was really young. And I grew up with a very close relationship with my mom, but also had a very kind of um resentfulness towards my dad just for the separation and everything um and I have more been a very creative person (laughs) throughout my life I am full-time acting and um backstage theater stuff um for my high school theater and I'm planning to also go into set design and technical theater in the future so I've always used um like one of my coping mechanisms has always been like creating things, building things, acting, dancing. I'm sure I understand. Oh, I watch. (laughs) Um, And so that was always like who I was and how I kind of coped with my everyday life. Um, So like, that's kind of, that's kind of me. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I mean, there's, I think even that's one topic that I know we'll get into probably a little bit later, but just with, with coping and using certain things within our life to cope and to cope with the things mm-hmm. that we are going through, um, some of it can definitely be a benefit and other can be a detriment. And I think that using theater, and that's something that I, I think is amazing. Like, I think it's so cool. Anybody that, anybody that can kind of just I wouldn't even, I don't know. I wouldn't say separate themselves from reality, but um, just a little bit. But just kind of go into like, it's like, we always call it like an alternate world, like a different place where you can really, you can be yourself, but you can also incorporate yourself and your character traits into a separate character and different human being, (laughs) if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, and I love that. Like, I think that's, I almost think that's how we should, go about our everyday life too is that you almost want to continually set yourself into that frame of mind where we are just like you can do whatever you want you can be whoever you want to be and I think I think that's what's so so great about theater and acting and just everything in that whole genre if you will is Mm-hmm. and you can be whoever you want to be and there's there's no judgment that's passed it's just no not at all it's, it's like it's a complete judge-free zone and the people you meet in theater are like the most interesting people I've ever met. I've come become friends with so many different people with so many different stories and I'm honestly really grateful to have them in my life for sure. Absolutely yeah it's that's very important and that's really awesome um but one thing that I think would be amazing to hear is just 
your story and even just your mental health journey. And, um, yeah. and I'm just, I'm saying that because there's people that come on the podcast and they, they don't necessarily have a mental health journey and they, they don't have this, um, this super traumatic past or anything like that. But yeah. I just say that because we had, I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with you in yeah. the recent past. And I know that you have a story and it's an amazing one at that. And I think everyone that's going to hear this is, it's going to be yeah. kind of blown away. So yeah, you, you take it away. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so my struggles with mental health definitely came in into light when I was in grade six. So I think I was about 10 or 11 and I, all I remember is being very, I would go into these spaces where I would just get very, very, very upset, very sad, very, just, I didn't know how to live. I didn't know how to do my everyday tasks without completely breaking down. And so I ended up taking, getting taken to therapy and seeing what was wrong with me. And um, with, after two years of therapy, they still couldn't figure out what was happening. Um, all my psychiatrists, counselors, everybody was saying, you are a happy person. You have like, you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. You are not like, there's nothing household that is wrong. There's nothing that is completely so traumatic in your life that you should not be experiencing this type of like emotions. And so after a while, they decided to put me on antidepressants and I was put on those in when I was 13 and I have been on those for the past two years and I finally just got off of them. So yay. Um, but I was put on those and they kind of just left it. They were like my counseling and everything was still going on, but my psychiatrist took a step back and said, they, these should help you. These should be your coping or not coping mechanism necessarily, but they should give you the boost that you are needing right now. And so after a while, I mean, they did help for a while. They did keep my energies boosted a little bit, keep me getting through my days. Um, and this last year I found myself, um, getting into those very emotional states again. And I felt in, in those moments, I feel, I felt like I didn't have any control of myself. I didn't know what I was doing. And, um, so this happened about last year was all these events, um, and episodes that were just completely, my body just froze and I couldn't do anything. And in August of last year, I actually did in that state attempt to take my own life. Thankfully I didn't, and I'm still here. Um, and I'm very grateful that I am. Um, and then after that circumstance, they like, my psychiatrist came back in and went, okay, this is not, this is not as mental health related as we saw it in the past. This is more psychoanalysis. Like this needs, this is not just a part of your everyday life. This should not be normal. Um, so we ended up looking into like the neuro side of your brain and seeing um, if it wasn't caused by the mind and emotions, but if it was more caused by like an almost like epileptic disorder because my family has a history of epilepsy. Um, and so I ended up going and seeing neurologists, getting MRIs, seeing what's wrong with my brain and nobody could find anything. Nobody could pinpoint a tumor, a bruise, a anything 
on my brain that could be leading to these episodes. So I ended up finding Dr. Ha at Children's Hospital in Vancouver, and she said that there was a lot of cases like this, a lot with teens especially, um, that they turn out to be non-epileptic seizures. So she wanted me to go down there for a week, be hooked up to all these monitors, and sit in a bed for a week, not being able to move, and just try, and not being able to move, not being able to sleep, and just being hooked up to all these machines and see what happens to my body. So after going there for a week, I had one of these episodes. And when they looked at all the scans, it showed no abnormal brain activity. So which basically meant that I had non-epileptic seizures, which are the scientific term is called psycho, psychogenic, psychogenic non-epileptic seizure, seizures. So from there, they suggested that I have to try and put myself in a state that is not going to cause stress on my body because the seizures and the episodes were coming from the mind side of my brain and not my actual brain itself so if there was stress put on my body or just everything if everything was overwhelming me then it would get into the point where i would have one of these seizures um so i ended up taking a little bit of a break off school was doing online school to try and just settle that down because that was a lot of information to take in um, and took a bit off school and then slowly started readjusting myself back in school and thankfully I've been I keep going because before it was I was having about three or four seizures a week and those seizures took a lot out of me to the point where I would not be able to get out of bed for two to three days afterwards just because my body was so exhausted um, and thankfully I've now only been having seizures like maybe once a month, just because I've gotten to the point where I can de-stress my body, not worry about anything, kind of just calm myself a little bit and focus on the positive sides of life instead of focusing too much on the negative to cause more stress on my body for sure. Um, and then since then I've been doing like way better, not having as many seizures, like like I said, once a month, basically, and have been fully back at school, enjoying my theater classes finally again, and been honestly having a great time. And I also entered my, the pageant that I was the main reason why I contacted you, uh, was because I entered the uh, Miss Teenage Canada pageant 2021 um, to Basically, I loved their message of be your own kind of beautiful. And that's the main reason I entered this pageant was because they promote so much good and so much like they do charity events and everything that just spreads a lot of positivity. And I thought that was a really good way to just do something fun, do something unique. And so I ended up entering um, this past February and I got in and ever since then I've been creating my platform of um, healthy coping mechanisms and just different um, ways that especially youth can cope um, especially like in their everyday lives for sure um, yeah that's that's pretty that, it's amazing like first off amazing but it's, it's crazy like when I like, okay, I, I know this is 
probably going to be a burning desire for a lot of others. And it's something that's stuck in my mind. Run me through and everyone through <laughs> the experience of being in that hospital for a week and not being able to sleep, not like that whole process. Um, it was hard. It was really, really difficult because I'm hooked up to these wires. I can't shower for a week. I am sleep deprived, only allowed to sleep. Uh, I think it was two hours per night. So sleep deprived. I'm sitting, all I remember, honestly, I was so out of it that entire week was sitting in a hospital bed, building puzzles. Cause it was the only thing that was keeping my brain moving, keeping something happening that wasn't watching TV and laying in a bed. Um, it was, it was a lovely experience, honestly, like the people at children's and everything, everybody was so nice and so just supportive and caring. And I talked to people and, um, got to actually talk to the therapists that work there and everything and like, give them my information, give them my story and have them talk to me and try and figure out if a, if it was epileptic and if it was non-epileptic. Um, but that week was really difficult because there was a lot of pressure on me to have one of these episodes. They're like, if we catch one of these, like, it's good, it's good. And I'm like, I don't know how to make myself almost freak out. Like I was, it was mm -hmm. to the point where I was messaging my friends being like, get an argument with me, like fight with me about <laughs> something. So I stress out. So I have one of these, like, I need to, I need to have one so I can see what the hell these are because it was just such a struggle because having something like this where you're just your body goes somewhere else and it's you don't know what's happening and it's terrifying it's absolutely terrifying so to the point where I'm like I'm trying to figure out what's going on the doctors are trying to figure out what's wrong my mom's doing research to try and figure out what's going on so that hospital experience was great to the point where they found they figured out what's going on they gave me help like gave me healthy ways to keep keep preventing seizures and they also like they just were a great experience in general but it was also one of the worst experiences of my, of my life to just sit there hoping and waiting and wondering if when I'm going to have a seizure and also even when I went to bed like even the two hours I could sleep we had to keep the lights on in case it was fluorescence so sleeping with a sleep mask was not fun as well <laughs> Jeez, I I mean I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I <Yeah. laughs> it was not a good time. <laughs> no, yeah, like, but it is like you said, it is really awesome that all the people that were working there at children's were so friendly and they they made the best of a really, really unfortunate really crappy situation, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's um even like in the whole mental health world, I think that's something that's so important with everyone around us. And when we go through things such as suicidal attempts, that's when it's so important to have that support system around you and to have those people helping you and just walk, like kind of, I wouldn't say walking you through life, but kind of like being there at your side and just telling you that things are going to be okay and you're going to be okay. And just really helping you get through these tough moments and these struggles. And I think for anyone, and I know even myself, like when I was in that state and when I was at the worst of my worst, I 
wanted nothing more than just to have people around me. And that's all I wanted. I didn't want them to talk to me about, about my problems. I didn't want them to try and try and be my counselor. I just wanted (laughs) support. And I, I like when you were in the hospital, was it that this similar, similar kind of thing? Like nobody was really, or like, how did, how did everyone kind of treat you from a support standpoint? Yeah. Um, everybody, everybody was very supportive. There was one, I can't remember her name, but there was one lady in specific that came every day, talked to me every day. And she was just, she was praying that they were non-epileptic because if they were epileptic, that meant that I couldn't drive. And my favorite thing to do, like when I need to relax is have a bath. It's my favorite, just like, it's warm, it's cozy. It's my favorite thing. And if they were epileptic, that means I could, I wouldn't be able to, because if they were, then seizure in the bath and drowning not good so um she was she knew that that was one of the things that made me happy and she was so excited when she was telling me that they were not epileptic because she's like you can have a bath you are gonna be able to like keep that like like your peacefulness and honestly they were just everybody was extremely supportive extremely extremely supportive in the way that they were saying to me like if they are epileptic these are what we're going to do. We can try different medications. We can try this. If they aren't, this is what we could do. They kept making sure that we had these two paths. So we knew what was going to happen, whether, whether, what, whatever the outcome was. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that's, it's amazing. That's, that's awesome that they did treat you like that. And that obviously you kind of, you figured out what was, what was wrong oh, and you, yeah yeah exactly that no that's awesome and one thing that I do want to talk about though and um this might I don't know if this is gonna be too personal or not but uh when you spoke about your like your suicidal attempt Mm -hmm. um I like (laughs) I don't know how the best way is to word this but like (laughs) in some way or like are you willing to share like a bit of that experience yeah. and what obviously that, like I call it an experience, <laughs> like it's something good. Like it's obviously not, but honestly, I just, I, I, I know. Oh, sorry. I often don't think of it like as like a great thing. Like it's not, yeah. it's not a positive situation, but I think of it as something, a step that needs to happen because ever since then I have looked back and have been terrified of what, like every decision I made has now been if if that had gone like if what had happened had gone through then this wouldn't happen today and this wouldn't happen today and keeping that mindset has honestly really helped me because it's helped me overcome a lot of that really dark place I was in to be like if if that day I had died and that would have been the end then I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't be experiencing this and I wouldn't be doing what makes me happy and I wouldn't be living my life anymore. And that the entire experience was very emotional, chaotic, just doctors coming around me, asking me questions, which I'm not really completely there. So don't really know how to answer them. And then just, it was, a lot and it's almost I can't really remember it because it was just a lot at once and um yeah it 
did help me afterwards though, because I got back, I wasn't doing counseling then. And from that, they said, okay, you need to get a counselor again. And I ended up finding such a great counselor who's a perfect fit for me from that, which I'm really grateful for. And after near that, like, cause I ended up telling quite a few of my close friends. And since then we have all become a very strong support group for each other to make sure that each of us is okay. And when one of us is not okay, all the attention goes to that person. And we will just keep doing that until all of us are one happy big family together. So as awful and terrible as that entire thing was, I'm kind of grateful that it happened. If I know that sounds super weird, <laughs> but no. I'm kind of I'm kind of grateful that it did happen so I could finally be be scared of dying because before then I was not I was I was completely okay with whatever happened and mm -hmm. now I have that like I have that little bit of fear that just kind of keeps me going <laughs> holy shit <laughs> um <laughs> that you literally just changed like, this is crazy because <laughs> Like you just changed my whole entire outlook on my own experience, which is nuts because like, holy, like, <laughs> wow. Like actually that's in like, that is the best way that you could ever possibly look it's at the it. the best way to describe it. I think like, especially like with the people that I know that have gone through experiences like that, I tell them this, I'm like, this is honestly, it was the worst, but great, like best thing that has ever happened. Mm -hmm. And ever since I tell them that, then they think about it and they realize they're like oh yeah like that actually that actually makes sense kind of thing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah I just I find it absolutely insane just how I've never thought of it from the standpoint of if that what if it was to end that day I wouldn't have done this and this and this mm -hmm. and that like mind boggles me like the best experiences in my whole entire life came after that experience yeah which For is sure in like that is just like the the best coolest way to ever look at it and, yeah, and oh sorry go ahead <laughs> sorry um and if I think about it like that attempt was in August and I got officially diagnosed in December so if I was just I was dealing with all these seizures and I was dealing with all of this and I was like I just want it to stop I just want everything to stop I don't want to deal with this anymore and then shortly after that like really shortly after that I actually got a diagnosis and I actually got ways to deal with what the hell was going on mm -hmm. and it's just so weird to me that like if like if it was done in like done there then I wouldn't have gotten that diagnosis and nobody would have known what what was the issue in the end mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god um <laughs> yeah like even I'm just gonna reflect on even my own story mm -hmm. just for a sec like I like literally every like this conversation that we're having right now would not be having, like we would not be having it. And it's no. from both sides for sure. But it's even like, it's just so crazy how everything works. And it's like, you, like, this is what mind boggles me is that we're both sitting here and we've both hit our, our tough patches in our life. And <laughs> now we're sitting here and from those from those experiences, we took our path 
and did everything that we wanted to do and everything led to this moment which is absolutely mind-boggling because when I really do look back on it and I think about everything I like (laughs) I went and traveled the world which is a great experience I got to I got to just live a really unique and cool um like my teenage years and even now like just living a very cool life and a very unique life and it led me into creating this platform and this podcast and now it leads into having this form of conversation and now it leads to me talking about all of this which is just <laughs> it's so crazy but it's it's yeah. so cool because like you said if we if we really do look at it like that and we look that if it was all to end right there, none of this stuff would have ever happened. Like none exactly. of it. And yeah. yeah, sure. We still have our bad days. We still have these moments that we don't necessarily want to have, but at the end of the day and in the grand scheme of things, look at what we're so there's fortunate some, to have. There's been some pretty <laughs> cool stuff that has happened since then. Like mm-hmm. if you look at like the moment it's been like, sure. It's been a bumpy ride, but it's been a great one it's been a great experience since so Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah it's insane I like I I thank you for (laughs) for shining a light on that for myself because like you always hear different things and they're valid points but you always hear oh well if or basically like somebody else is having worse struggles like there's always somebody else that's struggling worse and that's like a great way to look at it and I agree like it is a really great way to look at it for sure Mm -hmm. but I've never I've never really looked at it like I've even looked at it as like oh like I um I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if I would have like died like that's how I've looked at it but I've never looked at it as like the things that I've actually accomplished since Mm -hmm. that moment and that's just that's such a powerful thing and something that everyone I think needs to be blessed by in here because it is so true like it's so true I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a video about it today like I actually am I think I gotta write this down or something because I think that is such a valid like such a valid point and it's something that I think can truthfully shape a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And just by saying that, because there's a lot of people that go through mental health struggles, of course, but also a lot of people that have had suicidal attempts, a lot of people that still battle that moment of that suicidal attempt, because it's tough. Like that is not, it's not something that just like happens and it passes. And that's something that I think a lot more people need to realize is that yeah. it's not just like a one and done this happened okay let's move on no it's, like it's definitely it sticks with you and honestly mm. every ever every major life decision I've made since then has been reflecting on that moment of thinking just what if kind of thing which mm-hmm. has honestly it's been again oh super weird but super cool thing to look at for sure yeah I agree yep now I'm just writing down um <laughs> this I'm writing down <laughs> my, my video for today and writing it on my hand actually I don't have a <laughs> but no it's like it's it's yeah it's it's just so it's so true and um even one thing that I like that you said was talking about the like fear of dying 
and it's inevitable. Like everyone dies and that's just, that's how it works. But I'm in the same boat as you, like every single day. It's not that I live in fear. It's just that it's something that I really don't want to have happen. Like I, and it almost like, I don't dwell on it, but it's also a way to almost look back in the past and be like, damn, like I really took some days for granted. I really took some months for granted, some years even. And that's where I think, I think it is so important that we, that we don't, um, that we don't, we don't think back and we don't dwell on those moments that we had where we did kind of waste some days, but rather we just really embrace all the days that we have now. And we really live in the moment and really like, this is where like, I have some, there's some outside sources that may listen to me talking about, you have to live for yourself and you have to live your best life. And there's outside sources that say that it's almost like, you can't do that. And you have to live for other people. Well, like, what about you? Like, you can't like almost because it never comes out of a place where it's rude, you know, like I, it's more so of a place of, you have to do what you want to do. You have to live for yourself because if you're not doing that, then what's like, what's the point? Like you're not living for yourself and obviously yes, be kind to others, help out others. But at the end of the day, if you're wasting all of your energy or utilizing, using up all of your energy on somebody else and somebody else's dreams and helping them push forward and move forward, then at the end of the day, you aren't living for yourself ever. And um, I don't know. I mean, there's some, some people obviously have life a little bit differently for sure, but I do think that everyone, everyone has an opportunity to really like find themselves, live for themselves and follow their own passions and their dreams. Because if, if we're not, then again, you're, you're not living for yourself and you're just, you're following everyone else and you're being a follower, not a leader. And it uh, sounds, it sounds selfish almost to say like, put yourself first, but it is so true. Like, obviously mm -hmm. you need to, you need to have that human interaction with others, but you also need that time and space for yourself to make sure that you are good doing good and you are doing okay for yourself. So you can do that for other people and you can just be a positive person in another a positive person in another person's life. Yeah, no, exactly. And I like I I totally agree. And uh -huh. there's there's no yes, it's it, I can't say that it's selfish. Like it is selfish for sure, <laughs> but it's yeah. also selfless because when you're being selfish from this standpoint and you're living the way that you want to live and living your life and uh -huh doing everything that you want to do, you're going to be happier and you're going to treat yeah. other people with more respect. You're going to be nicer to other people. You are going to do more things for other people. When you mm -hmm. say that you're living for yourself, it doesn't mean that you cut every last person out of your life and you never speak to anyone again. It's just mm -hmm. saying that you're, you're really putting yourself first and acknowledging your self-worth and really just living up to everything that you have planned for yourself. Because sure. I don't know how many times, and it drives me mental, I don't know how many times people talk about, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, this would be so fun to do. And then they never, ever, ever do oh, it. Oh my God. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, okay, when you want to do something, every single step you take now is that that's your final goal. Every mm -hmm. step, step you take, every move you make is going to be 
towards that to accomplish that and that is that is how I'm trying to focus my brain and trying like how I'm trying to live because I see so many people that just say oh this would be cool like totally like what you're saying mm-hmm. and just never do it and I'm like just do it <laughs> yeah exactly like I I totally agree and it's just it blows my mind because if you want to do something do it and I actually, I heard a really, really neat quote. And it was from, from this girl that ended up traveling. Um, she traveled to every country in the world. And she, she was like, it's better. It's better to, what did, it, oh my gosh. How did she word it? I'm going to, oh, this is going to drive me crazy. I think I've <laughs> said it on the podcast before, but it was like, it's better to, Oh my gosh. It's better to, it's better to, it's better to follow your dreams now. It's better. Oh, it's better to upset the, it's better to upset the people around you now to follow your dreams. No, how the hell did this go? It's something about, it's something about basically saying that. Yeah. In, in the, it's like, it's like, it's better to ask for forgiveness in the future than giving up an opportunity to live in the now or something like that. And which I just think is so true because if you like, people will forgive you if they love you and they genuinely want to be around you and they care for you, they're going to forgive you no matter what. And I mean, it's obviously within reason, but I think if you're going and you're like following your dreams and your passions, if no people get mad at you for that, no, like, <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. And that was even like, my life speaks to this so much because when I quit hockey, it was something that went against everyone, what everyone wanted for myself, mm-hmm. but it was exactly what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And that was a big step. And yeah. when I did that and I moved like, well, went across the country and uh, across country, across the world and (laughs) went and did my, did my thing. And then I came back and like, I thought some people would still be mad. I didn't know, you know, it's like, you're kind of, kind of in the blue with it all and came back and I never had, I never once had to ask anyone for, for forgiveness because they were asking me about my trip. They were asking me how everything was going. And it's like, nobody, the end of the day, like some people act like they're mad or some people might be mad in the, at the start of things. But as they start to see your passion and start to see you being happy, nobody can ever be mad at that. Like, and I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. If they see that you're genuinely happy and you are like genuinely happy, then nobody can ever be mad at that. And if they are, then they might not be the right fit for you. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Uh Uh-huh. But one thing I do want to talk about and ask you about and I think what would be super awesome for you to share is how you kind of got into your next future endeavor technically which is pageants yeah um (laughs) it's so weird it's so random for me to just like talk about because it's like people ask me this question and I'm just like I don't know. I just like decided to do it just out of the blue. It was honestly one day I saw it. It came up on my feed. I started reading about it. I started researching and I talked to my mom. I'm like, Hey, 
like would you be okay if I did this and she was like you want to be in a pageant like she just completely she questioned me on it and I was like I don't know like I think it would be cool I think it would be a fun experience (laughs) and so I went through the interview process and got through that and got to where I am now as a delegate for the provincial pageant um which will happen as soon as restrictions get a little bit better hopefully soon Mm -hmm. um and yeah I (laughs) I needed something positive in my life I needed something that was this because I entered this at the beginning of February so I had just finally kind of gotten okay with my diagnosis I had moved past of it trying to move away from focusing my health head in schoolwork and all of that and kind of just try and be do something positive do something happy do something that's for me not to please anybody else not to I don't know make my mom happy my parents happy make my friends like me more nothing like that something for me that was going to keep my head focused on something something that just gave me a goal, gave me something to work towards. And so I entered, got through all that. And yeah, now I have started building what I can of trying to promote healthy coping mechanisms. And I'm doing a um, daily or every Tuesday, I'm doing this thing at school where I'm taking post-it notes and writing really positive messages on them and sticking up sticking them all over the bathroom mirrors in every bathroom at my school to try and just promote that positivity around um but the pageant for sure is very random very unique thing that I don't really know much about honestly and like like we were talking you were just so interested to like what is a pageant because all you ever see is like miscongeniality kind of thing Mm. not really like pageants don't seem like a huge thing especially in Canada they're very more popular in the states um but it but they are they have the portion of walking in a ball gown getting judged on that walking in fitness wear and making sure that each individual is healthy and happy um and then they have the interview portion where they really get to know your opinions and your beliefs within um society within different issues around the world um so many just different day-to-day conversation topics that they get to really get to know you and see what you're all about um so right now I'm still again waiting for the dates to be posted for me to go down to Vancouver and do the pageant and see what happens there but for now it's kind of just doing stuff like this trying to trying to get out there a little bit more to just actually getting comfortable for talking in front of people (laughs) as Mm -hmm. well um but just trying to promote that mental health positivity as much as possible and honestly I'm I'm don't care what the outcome is at the provincial pageants if I get into nationals great if I don't great I'm happy that I did it and I'm honestly no matter what happens I'm going to continue on doing this journey of trying to promote positive mental health issues because it's such a quieted topic that needs to not be because it should be normalized for sure so yeah that is that's awesome I think that's (laughs) yeah again it's just, it's so cool. And like you said, when we spoke before, I was 
right invested in it was <laughs> I just so many questions and I mean I still always I think I'll always have some questions but it is awesome mm-hmm. and I think even just like you said it's like there's so much more than even what the media kind of portrays it as and I think that's what's so important and just yeah. to hear how you want to take a topic such as mental health and really advocate it through pageants is incredible and I mean that right there is such a great initiative and yeah I'm like I'm in your your corner 100% and I think everyone else that listens will be as well because like they should I don't know maybe they should take it like the voice or American Idol or (laughs) talent and open up the voting to the outsiders I think that'd be great it definitely Um, is we do have outside voting too so really yeah so we have to we have to send headshots in and they post them up on their like Facebook pages and have their websites that you can read about everybody's platform and do some voting so wow well there you go we'll have to uh I mean you'll have to keep us all updated and I'll be (laughs) sure like once like you said once things obviously die down with COVID and or hopefully or things kind of get sorted out then um (laughs) then obviously we'll have to well, once you get the word that you're going there, then we'll have to maybe announce it and just show people that somebody that's come on the podcast is doing some really great mental health advocacy yes, out, in the, out in the real world and um, mm-hmm. just really helping spread the message, which is awesome. I also I mean, think it's very, oh, yes, like, I also think it's very <laughs> shocking for people because, because I have this like really kind of rich story. Um, and I'm 16. Mm-hmm. Like just talking about that, people kind of like look at me like, wait, what? Like it's like almost shocked like that I can talk so openly about that and have a conversation with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of do shock a lot of people for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and again, that's something you should pride yourself on. And I think that's that's where nowadays it's so much different because even mm-hmm. like when I was 16 that wasn't that long ago. And even then it was like, nobody, nobody ever spoke about mental health. It just wasn't a thing. And if you did, you were a little crazy. There's something wrong with you and everything was stigmatized. Whereas now it seems like everyone's trying to advocate mental health. And I mean, now we're getting into May, which is mental health month. And yeah. yeah. And that's like, I know exactly what's going to happen is everyone's going to start advocating it, which is amazing. Yes. But at the same time, there's always, there's always that sense of frustration coming um, even from somebody like myself, whereas I see it and it's great that everyone wants to spread positivity for, for the month of May and they'll all start on May 1st. But after that, it dies down. down. And nobody likes to talk about it. So, I mean, that's, but that's where things like yourself, what you're doing, and then even the podcast and everything, that's, that's where it, it is talking about it every single day. It's putting out stuff every single day. It's Mm -hmm. showing that it's even just showing that there's people such as yourself that are walking around every single day with this very, like you said, very rich backstory and, if you weren't to speak up and you weren't to talk about it, nobody would ever know. No, exactly. Not a soul, which is, which is very powerful and very empowering. And mm-hmm. you, like, 
again, you're 16 years old and you're here speaking about mental health. You have plans to go (laughs) off to the pageants and speak about mental health. Like that is incredible. And that's something that I think, like, I mean, I wish I would have done that at 16 and Mm -hmm. I think you should hound hound the hell out of it and like take everyone by surprise and utilize your story to really impact the world and make a difference because it's possible. And it is like, it truly is. And maybe this is just that door that opens it all up for yourself. And I mean, I'm excited to see how it all pans out and how it all works out. And I mean, again, I have full trust in you. And I think everyone else will as well, which is awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. Um, but I do want to ask you, what would be your, your biggest tip of advice for somebody that may be struggling with mental health? Um, I said this a while ago and I am sticking by it for sure is as hard as it is to talk to someone, especially for youth, youth have typically when they struggle, they go to their friends and as great as that is, I love that your friends are also going through stuff. It's not just you can't just put all your burdens on someone else's shoulders. And the main thing is try to speak to someone who can help, whether it's a counselor, a teacher, a person you trust, a family friend, your parents, whatever it is, it's speaking to someone that has gone through stuff in the past or knows how to deal with that, that can help a little bit more than just going to your peers kind of thing because I know especially for my younger self I took a lot of people's stuff in and it kind of just it was a lot for me my like me so Mm -hmm. I agree and even even that right there it comes down to again kind of like your self-worth and knowing yourself and valuing yourself even yeah because when you allow your yourself to be that that sponge where everyone else throws all their information and all their problems into you and you just sit there and you you take it all in it it becomes a lot and it becomes very overwhelming and it honestly it can ruin your own mental health and especially if you're going through some things yourself like I've always been that person that has loved to help others and give others advice and talk (laughs) them through and lo and behold behind the scenes I had so many struggles going on and I think if I would have just basically said like hey I'm sorry I can't help you it would have nipped so much allowed me to focus on myself allowed me to deal with my own struggles and move forward Mm -hmm. and I would have gotten better a lot faster and that's again that's something that a lot of people need to start to realize is that you have to come first because Mm -hmm. if you're not coming first, then yeah, you might make somebody else feel great, but you're going to still be there. And you're digging yourself a hole that's deeper and deeper and deeper every single time that you neglect your own, your own self-worth and your value again, which is awful. Yeah. Like we don't want that. That's why we're here. We don't want that. Exactly. Um, do you have any form of a quote or a saying or anything that's kind of yeah, shaped, your, shaped your life in some form? Um, the like main thing, cause I read this, I read this in the poetry book the other day and it just, it stuck with me and I haven't gotten out, um, is depression is being colorblind and constantly being told how colorful the world is. Damn. And I love that. It hit me so hard. Exactly. Wow. My reaction was damn. But <laughs> it's so true. When you look at it is that 
you are constantly focused on your inner thoughts, focused on this little bubble in your head. And the world can be so freaking beautiful if you actually look at it and look at the good parts of it and start focusing on the negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that is crazy. That's <laughs> I get like you're just coming at me with all these, all this oh, great. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just gonna start stealing it. I'm gonna start putting it all over my own stuff. That's that's incredible. That it is so true. And I mean, I've caught myself multiple times almost sitting back and and being really frustrated. And I think that might even be something that comes from a lot of people that are suffering from depression is you sit back and even like anxiety as well is you sit back and you see these people that tend to be living these really happy lives. And it seems like they don't have a worry in the world. And you're sitting there and you're like, I want that. Like, I want that so much. And you start, even when you talk to somebody about the struggles that you might be encountering, they say, Oh, well just do this. Oh, just try this. And it's like, well, I, like, do you know how hard that is? Like, and then you start thinking about it and it's like, oh my gosh, like they say it, like it's so easy and it's so simple. And yet, like, I can't do it. So, and just like you said, it's these people are explaining how beautiful life is around you and all the colors and everything. And then you're sitting there colorblind and confused and don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. because that is such a powerful, powerful quote. And wow like it's just yeah, it, i love that one too. yeah um, no kidding so accurate <laughs> yeah no kidding that is incredible um if somebody wants to reach out to you though and wants to talk to you wants to follow you along and even yes, follow oh your, God, your that would make me so happy yeah where could they where could they reach you out and find you at definitely my instagram for sure. Um, and then I am going to be creating a, another Instagram platform soon that is posting all my um, pageant journeys and also uh, mental health advocating that I am doing as well. Amazing. That is <laughs> awesome. And it was incredible having you on the podcast today. And I was so happy that you reached out and even the last conversation we had and this conversation, again, just beyond blown away and just like it's insane just to even think that you're you're 16 years old and you're yeah. you're doing this with your life and you've you've had you have that whole story and now you're using that and you're using it to help others which is again it's amazing and i think that's what everyone that's one of the biggest things that i try to really even just like preach on the podcast is mm-hmm you have a story you have, if you have been through some things and you've overcome them, why keep those so internal? Why keep those to yourself? Why not, why not share that with people? Because there's other people that are going through the same thing or something similar and your story is going to help benefit them. And you might change their life. You might save their life. And that's an amazing way to look at it because this podcast has saved people's lives and I like, and I have proof of it, which is incredible but it's because of the stories like yourself yeah, that, that have been told that have that make it possible. Those. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's so powerful. And that's what I want people to know and hear. And that's why I love having people on the podcast. Cause every single time it's like, somebody's mm-hmm. going to get help from it, which is yeah. just 
yeah, it's a very heartwarming and humbling feeling for sure. That is a very heartwarming thing. I'm yeah. being all happy now. Thank there you, you go. Exactly. Well, that's a great way to even just have the rest of your Friday be is just happy exactly. and all like nothing but good vibes, nothing mm-hmm. but good vibes. Yeah. But thank you so much again for, for coming you. on the podcast. It was, it was amazing. And I'd love to keep in touch and obviously follow yeah. along on, on your journey and everything that you're doing. Okay. But again, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Amy's story and I highly encourage you to reach out to her and have any form of conversation with her. She's an amazing person to talk to and despite only being 16, she always seems to have some great advice. Also, if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you are more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. And again, thank you to those who are continuing to share the podcast with their friends, family, and over social media while tagging Struggle Create Strength as it makes the biggest difference. It really does help normalize the topic of mental health, gets people talking, it makes people see that they aren't the only ones that are struggling, and just a cliche phrase you're not alone and you're not and that's what these stories prove that's what Amy's story proves so please be sure just to share the story do your part help normalize the topic of mental health because there are there's endless people that are struggling and especially now in today's day and age there is endless amounts of people that are struggling so please do continue to share the podcast and also thank you to those who are donating to the podcast as again it makes it feasible and if you want to be a part of that you want to help see these stories continue to be put out then please do go to strugglecreatestrength.com donate thank you so much for listening to another episode of struggle create strength and we'll see you next time and oh one more thing just remember everyone has a story mm-hmm.